Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. Managing the personal concerns and issues of staff is not always easy, but if dealt with badly, could result in negative outcomes for the staff member and the business. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. No one enjoys confronting a staff member about a difficult issue, which could be small and quite personal, or of major significance for the business. You worry that you're going to offend, or that the conversation will turn nasty and you'll just make matters worse, or even end up with accusations of bullying. Yes, difficult conversations are difficult, but sometimes you just have to have them. You can also make the whole process easier and more effective with planning. So says recruitment expert Marita Ryan, who's often called in to help manage difficult staff issues. So how would Marita describe a difficult conversation? She's talking to Heather Dawson. Look, some people call them difficult conversations. Some people call them critical conversations. Some people say, it's just an honest conversation. I'm just being honest. (laughs) And essentially, it's anything that you feel a bit uncomfortable about and you might have actually been avoiding or just hoping that miraculously it would go away and you kind of know that you should say something but you haven't yet. And the truth is that um, even though you might hope that the problem will go away, invariably it doesn't. No, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So why do we avoid these sorts of conversations? We often put our own perceptions on things and we assume that people will be feeling as uncomfortable and awkward as we might And some people might, but we can't assume that. We don't really want to hurt people's feelings or sometimes we avoid things because we don't want people to be crying and we don't know what to do with that or it's just we might make it worse. So God forbid that we would make something worse. So we'll just keep it at this sort of manageable, awkward stage and that'll be better than it turning into World War Three. But what's the cost of waiting and putting it off and putting it off? Well, the cost of waiting and putting it off means that the ripple effect goes through the business. What that then does is that it shows the rest of the team that really hard stuff's not going to get addressed. And in a recent Harvard Review blog that I was reading, on exit interview, extremely high proportion of people cite situations not being dealt with in the workplace as a main reason for them leaving. And when we think about the fact that conversations and addressing those sorts of things can make an enormous difference to people, it then helps to reduce the risk of people getting fed up and leaving because they can't see anything changing or anything being done about behaviour or whatever the circumstance might be. When the leader of a business sets the tone and steps up to the plate, does what's needed. It builds respect, it builds trust and it builds a level of consistency that then people know where they stand. They know that they can have that kind of open conversation but you're also encouraging your team to do it as well because you don't want a lot of he said, she said kind of stuff going on. You want to encourage people to act as adults, to address their own issues, to be able to have these conversations. And when they see that you're doing it, 
it encourages others to do the same thing. Okay, so you're priming yourself to have a conversation with somebody who may be actually doing something that's contrary to the the whole business. What do you need to do before you actually call somebody in? There's varying scales of how difficult or how tricky these conversations might be. So if it's about somebody's ongoing poor performance, that's a different story to perhaps withholding information in a meeting. You know, they're very different. They have different levels of priority perhaps, but therefore you need to be clear on what it is that you want, but you also need to prepare in the way that you start to get your script together of what do I want to say, what am I expecting to get out of it, what do I want them to do, but also acknowledging that your energy and your emotions are only part of it. The other person is going to have energy and emotion, so managing that. You also need to think about the timeliness of it and the appropriate location for it. Your office might be appropriate or it might be go out somewhere for a coffee and talk about something. So those factors all need to be taken into account. Not stopping somebody in the corridor? No, that would not be recommended. Now, so let's get started. So how should the conversation go? Well, again, it can depend on the breadth of the kind of conversation, but one of the ways that I encourage people to look at it, um, there are five parts to it, I suppose. So I'll just quickly tell you what those five parts are. And, and it's being very clear on what you want to say, how you have been personally impacted by that, why it's important, what part you yourself, the person raising the issue, has played, and what do you want from there. So if you were putting that into an example, it would sound something like this. And I'm just going to make up a scenario, Heather, if that's okay. So it might be, Heather, I'd like to talk to you about that account presentation that you did last week. And what I noticed was that the client wasn't happy with it. And instead of you understanding what the client was on about, you got angry with them and got into an argument. And this behaviour really concerns me. So that's the bit about where you personally are impacted why it's important. So we have a very high reputation with our client and this kind of behaviour cuts across how we do business. So it's not on. The part that you played, so step four, I should have come to you earlier to cover this off or to talk to you about this sooner. And for that, I'm sorry, but we're talking about it now. And last step is, can you please help me to understand what's going on for you? You're really essentially inviting somebody into a conversation. That's really good to have that as part of your mindset. So you want to understand what's gone on for that person. Well, that example is you know, important to the business, but it can be more of a personal issue, can't it? And that's okay. equally difficult to raise in a conversation with somebody, but yes. nonetheless, it could be important. So yes. could you give us an example of how that could work? Yes. And you might start off by saying something like, Heather, I'd like to discuss something with you. Can we set up a time to have a chat about that? And that might be all you need to say. But in your preparation, you might start off by saying something like, I've noticed. So I've noticed is a good way to sort of lead into situations. So it might be that I've noticed that there are circumstances or there are things that are different about you lately. Um, Generally speaking, in our workplace, we expect a level of professional attire 
and for us to engage with our clients in that kind of way. And that means, so that kind of linking bit is that that means, that means that we shower and wash our hair and we change our clothes and we come to work looking and feeling the best that we can. I've noticed that lately that's not been happening for you and I can you help me to understand what that's really about and how can we support you in that? So it provides, a, again, you're inviting someone into a conversation to help to get their perspective. And there might be a whole lot of reasons that you're not even vaguely aware of that are going on for that person that are impacting on the way in which they are. So it opens up the opportunity for them to tell you really what's going on. Now, uh, I know that you spend a lot of time going into businesses sorting out their difficult conversations <laughs> and all sorts of other HR issues, Marita, which goes to show that small business operators that do find these sorts of things difficult, they aren't alone. No, not at all. It's a really common factor and oftentimes we're very, very good at doing the things that our business is around and sometimes the people-related bits and not necessarily where our skill set is. So wise leaders know where their areas of expertise are and where it's sometimes better to have an outside opinion or an outside view or outside assistance. That was Director of Marita Ryan Consulting, Marita Ryan. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more BE Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M A Z. ARS.com.au